it will shatter your reality. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland, and our guest tonight is Ben Radford. Uh, we had Ben on, I want to say maybe two years ago, uh, covering his book Bad Clowns at the time, and uh, today we're going to cover a few more topics from the angle of skepticism, which is the angle that uh, Ben comes from. So why don't you explain a little bit about that? I seem to remember that you were a ghost hunter that finally just said, screw it, I'm going the other angle. But give us a little backstory for our for our listeners. Sure, yeah. So I actually wear uh, many hats. I mean, obviously not at the moment, but in, <laughs> metaphorically. Um, so yeah, I, I come from uh, a background in, in a couple of things. One is journalism. So uh, I'm a journalist. Um, both my grandparents were journalists. My father's a journalist. Uh, so I've always been interested in trying to find ways to to explore something from like investigative journalism point of view, yeah. uh, and and sort of you that know takes take, so much work. It, it, you know, it's it, a lot it, easier just to throw out questions than it, it is. It is. It um, is very easy I mean, when you just make stuff up. Yeah, yeah. If, when you just make so it's you know that that's that's the easy thing to do. But I mean, you know, I, you know, I've always felt like that. I mean, I love mysteries. Mysteries are cool. I spent mm -hmm. much of my life investigating mysteries, but at the end of the day, mysteries are a dime a dozen. It, it takes it takes almost nothing to create a mystery. All you need is to is to tell some story and to leave out important parts of the story. Right. Um, so and, and you know same thing with the UFOs or Bigfoot sightings or ghost sightings. You know all you need to create a mystery is something weird that somebody saw in the in the sky over else. And so again, mysteries are fun, interesting, and intriguing. But really, I th I think that the solutions and the explanations are what's valuable. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 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 part mm -hmm. of the scientific process. You know, it's it's there's there, you know, the, the default condition of humans is ignorance. We don't know, you know, what's on Mars. We don't know what's in other countries. We don't know, you know, what's causing disease whatever else. And so it's through scientific analysis and investigation that we learn things. And all I try to do is apply that to to these to these invest to these mysteries investigations. And again, bringing in uh, folklore, uh, and I do a lot of stuff in folklore, as you, as you all recall from Bad Clowns, um, and you know, trying to bring in critical thinking and investigation to to the topics, and just sort of see, okay, well, these are weird, interesting, cool things. How do we how do we know what's true about them? How do we determine what parts are just you know completely made up? What parts are mistakes and misunderstandings? And what parts maybe are actually real? Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I thought about this with with journalists in general. And like, let's say, let's for the sake of argument, say I murdered my neighbor. And a journalist comes to my house. <laughs> and uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Someone uh, check and on journalist comes neighbor. to my house and says, hey, we want to get the story. We'll want to hear from you. And I'm all, I don't want to talk to you. You know, I, I don't want anything to do with that. I can imagine that you have this problem a lot with researching these stories that when it comes to direct quotes from the people do you get pushed back and they're all no 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 we know about you you're trying to ruin our mystery because right you know mysteries are hard you know it's easy to create a mystery it's not easy to get people to give a crap you know right. so these people put a lot of effort into getting people to care about their mystery Hello, that's true oh, no default ringtone oh, um, who uh you know, they put a lot of effort into getting people to care about their mystery. Sure. And then here you are coming along trying to undo that part that they find so important for the part that you find important. You get a lot of pushback out of that. 
That, that's a good, that's actually a good question, uh, and the the answer is this sort of depends on what it is. So some of the mysteries that the, some of the mysteries I investigate are historical mysteries. So for example, uh, I investigated a crop circle that appeared uh, across some Stonehenge in 1997. I investigated uh, the the origin of chupacabra, as you guys know. I investigated um, the the mystery of the Chase Vault, which is this vault in Barbados that allegedly. Uh, get, kept getting opened by ghosts or something like that. So if it's a historical mystery, then there, there are people that believe in it, but there's nobody who are really have a, a, a vested interest. I mean, there, there are people who will, see what I'm saying sense. is like, you know, their, their livelihood is not, is not threatened by me solving the mystery. Right, right. Uh, and then in other cases, um, the, the people, right, right, UFOs, or, or I'll, I'll give you not one, I'll give you a, a more recent example is, you know, I often investigate uh, psychic detectives, um, and oh. um, yeah. So, and this is you know, this is something I've done this for a long time. And in fact, uh, just about a year or two ago, I investigated a case that made national news, and it was the case of a young boy named Harley Dilly uh, who disappeared in Ohio. Uh, and I won't go into the whole story, but basically, uh, this, this young boy—I think he was seven or ten or something—he went missing, and it was this huge mystery because he just vanished. No one knew where he was and, you know, was he abducted or, you know, what was going on? And, um, and I actually began investigating that in real time. That is, I, I saw this case. I said, hold on, my, my, my tentacles, you know, my, my antenna went up and I bet, I said, I'll <laughs> bet you that psychics are going to be chiming in on this. And sure enough, they did. And so I followed the case. And uh, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, the boy was found dead. Um, but it was an accident. It was not. It was not an abduction or anything nefarious or malicious. And the psychics, uh, who I name, and in fact, I, I I did a podcast about it, and I I, I wrote up an article in, in Skeptical Farm Magazine. Um, I said, look, you know, these these alleged psychic detectives, not only did they get the information wrong, not only did they give misinformation, like literally wrong information, to police and 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 the boy's family, uh, but they. They, they also, they, they, you know, they, they wasted police resources, they, they raised all sorts of different things, um, and, and they, you know, they, they got it wrong. Uh, and so in those cases, I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't shy away from naming the psychic because, I mean, I, it's all public <laughs> record, right? And so, right. Um, so in, in those cases, I mean, I haven't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard back. I, I, I sometimes am careful what, what, what mail I open uh, because, you know, because by virtue of what I do, um, it sometimes pisses people off. If I expose a hoax, if I say, look, this psychic detective was flat out wrong and here's the proof, they don't like that because I'm making it public. And I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm not doing it to ruin their livelihood. I'm doing it because someone needs to investigate these, these things and, and determine whether or not this is real or not. So in those cases, I get pushback. But, but just to finish answering your question, so other cases, for example, ghost ghost cases or Bigfoot sightings or animal sightings or you know mysterious creature sightings, oftentimes um, the approach that I take is 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 asking the eyewitnesses or the experiencers to help me investigate. So I don't go in and say, "Well, I know everything. I've written all these books, blah blah blah. I know that I have these degrees. Listen to me. I'm the expert." I say, "Look." I've been investigating this. I've been doing these investigations for 20 years now. I've done a lot of research. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't there. You say you saw a ghost. You say you saw a Bigfoot. You say uh, whatever else. I'm not saying you're lying. I don't know. You might be true. You might, you might, you might be what you're saying might be true. Help me understand the circumstances behind this. 
And when, when I frame it that way, when I say, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to debunk you. I'm not, not trying to, you know, make fun of you. I, I, I sincerely don't know what, what you experienced. I don't think it's a ghost. I don't think it's a Bigfoot. I don't think it's XYZ. It might be. Help me understand this. And so when I come to it, come into it with an open mind, that tends to get people being more sympathetic and saying, okay, well, you know, he's sincere. I mean, he's, you, he's here spending his time, energy to help, you know. So, so in those cases, I get buy-in from them. And that helps because then oftentimes that, that helps them, um, it helps them accept the results of my investigation. Because if they yeah. see that I'm listening to them, I'm looking at their evidence, I'm not ignoring them, not making fun of them. I'm there trying to figure out what's going on. They, okay, well, you know, all right. It, it, it probably wasn't a ghost, but at least he looked into it. So you yeah, do feel I, that a lot of those people genuinely believe what they're coming to you with and would be happy maybe that it was disproven because it's scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, and it, it, again, it depends on what it is. So, you know, in, in some cases, you know, people have, uh, a, for example, if, if I'm talking to a ghost hunter or a, a psychic medium, uh, they have a vested interest in believing that ghosts are real and that they're actually helping these spirits move to the other side and so on, because that's part of their identity. They're like, you know, what do I do? I help, I help, you know, dead souls transition. And you talk to them and they're sincere people. And they're, they're, I mean, I, I know many of them personally, and I, they, they, they recognize that I don't share their beliefs in these things, but for the most part, they're sincere. They're honest. They're not hoaxing. They're not liars. They're simply, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're simply approaching this uh, from a, what I would argue is a, a less than critical thinking point of view. Uh, but in some cases, like, for example, you know, in, in uh, I, I did a, a book chapter on, um, on a, a woman that contacted me uh, saying that she was cursed. Um, and uh, she was generally frightened. I mean, and so she asked me, you know, I, I think I'm cursed. Can you help me? And it was difficult, right? Because I mean, you know, I have a degree in psychology, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I'm not really qualified to do this. I don't want to just say, go away or you're wrong, whatever else. And so I worked with her and I tried to sort of take her through the process of helping her investigate whether or not she's truly cursed. And in the end, um, she, she, she said I helped her, which, which is gratifying to me because I managed to bring critical thinking and skepticism and psychology to it and actually help somebody instead of just sort of being, these things aren't real, go away. It's like, okay, well, you know, you help people through it. Yeah. Uh, Kara, I think I cut you off a minute ago. Oh, well, I, I was just going to say that kind of jives with, you know, what we've seen on this podcast. I feel like when we have experiencers on, they're generally, you know, pretty reasonable people. They just want yeah. to tell their story. And, you know, when they're not, it's kind of a red flag. Like, hmm. Exactly. So, <laughs> but um, that's, that's not the norm. So. I had a, so, so when you've gone after, gone after, probably too aggressive of a term. When you've investigated <laughs> these um, psychic detectives, mm -hmm. have they ever come, come after you for liability or slander or something? Uh, another good question. Um, the, the, uh, the, the answer is no, uh, partly for there are a couple reasons. Uh, in one case, Sylvia Brown's dead. So she's, I'm no longer on her shit list. Um, although I was for a while, I know that because I was, I was among a team that actually protested her appearances. Um, she was, as you may know, a convicted felon. And I pointed this out to her, her, uh, her, her, her audience members. She did not appreciate this. And so I and other skeptics in other in places, including Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I live, Las Vegas and elsewhere, uh, we would carry around a banner saying, you know, convicted felon Sylvie Brown, 
this way. Uh, and she sent out her minions, uh, and she, she, they had people, it was like this almost like Scientology level. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It was like this, this level harassment, like, you know, you're being recorded. I'm like, go for it. I'm, I'm in a public area. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm standing here holding a sign for the world to see. (laughs) Right. Right. More exposure is not really going to undo that. Right. Exactly. So, (laughs) so, you know, so, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I don't want, again, my, my goal isn't to hurt people. I don't want to put people out of business, e- even un- unless they're harming people. In some cases, they are. I mean, no, I there are psychic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there, you know, there, there is harm in these things, and psychic detectives are one example, where there's actual demonstrable harm. Um, That's the uh, other side of my liability question. Right. And you may not know the answer, but when they come out and waste police money and get it wrong, like you were saying with the, with the young boy, is there any liability that can be put towards them? Typically, no. Uh, and the reason is that, uh, number one, uh, typically police don't prosecute. They very, very, very rarely prosecute psychics who give misinformation. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that uh, it's not worth their while. Um, I mean, you, you know, and it's, it's not a police department and a police legal. They don't, they don't have time or interest in prosecuting uh, everybody who, who gives them misinformation. And keep in mind that most psychics um, are sincere people. There, there are cons and frauds, but most psychics who give information really believe it. So they're, you know, so you can't you can't prove in court that they intentionally lied. You can't prove you can't prove malice. Um, all you can prove is that they, like countless other people who chime in on missing persons cases, gave bad information. But giving bad information isn't a crime. Uh, so it has to be you have to prove intent. Uh, and so this this is why with very rare cases. Um, police don't prosecute people who give misinformation, even if they're psychics. Just it's not, it's not, it's not worth their while. They just yeah. know not to listen to them in the future. Um, Andrea pointed out a couple of chapters of your book that she wanted hit, and as I was going through the chapters, I, I thought these are as good as any because <laughs> there are some great, totally interesting chapters uh, here in your new book. Um, so the book itself is called um, Big If True, Big Hyphen If True, Adventures in Oddity. So it's a lot of collections of these. But um, Truthers, is America a sheeple factory? This is <laughs> just about everybody. Oh, everybody gosh. is curious about this on both right. sides. My wife is very irritated at the use of the word sheeple. Because <laughs> not by you, just in, in general. Right, Every right. time she she's like, oh, God, there's that again you know but uh i know why you hit this topic you know but uh so i guess tell me are we yeah factories so yeah we are (laughs) well well well, here's the thing right and this is this is the one of the reasons that i anyway so yeah it's basically the book is basically a collection of 70 of my columns uh that i've done for skeptical inquiry magazine over the years i think i've been doing it god i don't know 15 18 years now so i have a bunch of them so i was trying to collect a, 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 a good representative sampling of some of the investigations I do. Uh, and they're not, they're, they're, some of them are in-depth, but most of them aren't. They're just sort of, you know, uh, I can only, the, the columns in the magazine can't be more than a couple pages long. So even though I, even though I do in-depth investigations. Yeah, exactly, level. exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, did a, I did an entire book on bad clowns <laughs> or chupacabras, right? So, so I, I, I'm happy to do in-depth stuff, but, you know, for, for the purposes of the magazine, I have to keep it sort of, very focused. And so that's really what I did. And the sheeple factory was actually one of the more interesting cases because 
you know, when people talk about conspiracy theories, um, oftentimes, you know, you get the caricatures, right? You get the tinfoil hatted, you know, uh, Alex Jones, you know, uh, nutbag stuff. But in fact, the, the truth is that most people um, across the board believe in some conspiracy theories or, or certainly things that, that don't really have good evidence behind them. And you can break it down. I mean, we could do, we could do a whole show on conspiracy theories specifically, but you know, there. So there, a lot of it is is driven by identity politics, as as you know. So there, so the the people on the left believe a certain set of these, people on the people on the right believe a certain set of these, and so on. And the the claim that America is a sheeple factory, and by that I mean the the, the claim that that the American government doesn't want its citizens to be educated um, for, for nefarious purposes because, you know, they can, they're more easily controlled and easily led and these sorts of things like that. Yeah, depressed people uh, shop. Right, 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 yeah. And it was fascinating because the reason, the, one of the reasons I chose to investigate that is because that is held across the board, right? Mm -hmm. I have friends mm -hmm. of mine who are on the left, more on the right, most of them are on the left, but, but I, all, all across the board. And, and this was one of the few conspiracies and it is a conspiracy um, that that everybody on my Facebook feed, left, right, and center, is like, "Oh yeah, that's true, that's true." I'm like, "Hold on a second. So there's a couple of versions of this, and 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 I'll you know I'll try not to go too deep into it. But basically, the idea is that again that 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 there that our that well basically it's, it's specifically it's, it's, specifically they're talking about our government, but presumably this applies to any government. The, the French, the British, Germans, you know, Argentines, I mean, take your pick. The idea is that the government, they want to keep us uneducated because, again, we were easily, more easily uh, swayed to vote and, and things like that. And, and that it has a superficial plausibility, right? It's like it, on one level, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that sort of, you know, they're, they're trying to keep us down this net. But I said, well, well, hold on here. So presumably this 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 is not unique to whatever administration because i saw it i saw it i saw it being claimed during obama's administration i saw it being claimed during trump's administration i'm like well hold hold on here so so both the democrats and the republicans want to keep everybody uneducated so they vote a certain way but well how does that work did, did all the elite get together and say we need to make sure that americans don't learn anything because in that way why would they even do that? Because every four years there's going to be another election. So right. that didn't make sense. And then, and then, and then I said, well, let me, let me, let me take a deeper dive into it. So I said, well, okay, well, is it really true that Americans are less educated than ever before? And of course that's patently false. In fact, oh. uh, they're not, I mean, Americans are by far more educated than ever before. I mean, I, I give statistics in the, in the, in the chapter. You know, if you look at the, the education level of the average American uh, in 1890, 1910, and 1920, Americans, uh, there's more Americans um, that have college degrees than ever before, advanced degrees. Uh, in, in, if you're looking at university degrees, more these days more women than men are getting degrees. So I assume this is all per capita and not just straight numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so again, I mean, so I was trying to say, well, you know, so if it really is, number one, the, the, the premise Again, it has sort of superficial plausibility, but when you when you when you say, get beneath the surface, like, well, I don't necessarily make sense. And even if that were the case, right? Let's say that the premise is true that there are people in the government that throughout administrations and decades, apparently, that want to keep Americans ignorant and un, uh, and uneducated. They failed. 
it, it's not working right. guys because right. yeah. we all i mean it's just it's 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 demonstrably not working uh now you can claim that well you know okay fine you know people are more educated than ever but but, but that that's the premise right so right. so another anyways, thing i love I, about this though sorry. what you're saying is that that all the okay so part of this belief system that the u.s is a sheep factory because i felt it maybe when i was younger sure you know back when i had life and thought i mattered um (laughs) part of that is yeah they're a bunch of sheep but not me but the funny thing is you're saying everybody has this attitude that means everybody thinks that everybody's a bunch of sheep but not yes 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 and that gets into the second part of this which i actually didn't even get into the chapter so i'm glad you brought it up is there's this thing called um, the third person effect or pluralistic ignorance, and mm. it's a psycho, it's a social, it's a so- social psychology term, and it basically is referring to when if you ask people do they believe something, uh, oftentimes they'll say, well, I don't believe it, but everybody else does, <laughs> and and what's fascinating, so uh, one example would be uh, advertising. So if you if you ask people, does advertising work? You know, are you, are you, are you, you know, when you see advertising, are you compelled? Does, does it work on you? The answer is no, it doesn't work on me. I'm Mostly too smart for that. Mostly. But it works on everyone else. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So, so, so there's a thing where, where it's like everybody says, well, advertising doesn't work on me because I'm smarter than that. I'm not an idiot, but everybody, all my cousins, cousins and friends, like they, you know, they see a, they see a, a big Mac ad and they run out to, to, uh, to McDonald's. And but but what happens is is like well hold on here it's like if everybody is saying that then 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 that can't be true right if, if you're pointing to everybody around you who believes that and when you ask them they point to you and you're not endorsing that then then that that your premise can't be can't be true yep. and this is this is exactly what you're what you're talking about here with the with the uh, with the education stuff. Well, I think I've I somewhat stumbled across this in in life because I came up with this theory that if somebody is under 25 and you want to know what they're like, you just ask them, ask them what they're like and assume the exact opposite. (laughs) They're going to say, oh, well, I'm really kind of laid back and chilled. No, they're not. They're not. If somebody is over 25 and you want to know what they're like, just ask them what they think everybody else is like. And that's what they're like. You know, so this has been one of my rules of like, so if, if somebody's just, oh, yeah, everybody's always like scheming and, and trying to like ruin people, I'd be like, oh, I need to stay away from this guy. This guy is like scheming, right. trying to ruin people, you know. Right, right, right. right. But uh, this is a good segue. Another one that you put in here was subliminal advertising. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean... I love the idea. I'm a horror movie fan. You know, there's there's cool little subliminals in The Exorcist and lots right. of stuff that I like. You know, they got the monster flash face and then they got the screaming pigs in the background. Does this stuff work? Uh, no. It uh, the, the the short answer is no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the 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 short answer is no. The longer answer is uh, not really. But here's why people think that it does. Uh, and again, there's, uh, I have a whole, I think I'd spent four or five pages on it. I'll sort of give a quick summary, but, but it, again, this actually goes back to what we were talking about before. As you mentioned, there's a segue there because the idea is that, is that the elite, those in power, whether it's the government trying to keep us ignorant, 
or whether it's uh, whatever else trying to sell us, you know, popcorn or or Coke at the concession stand, they have secret ways of manipulating us that we don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of them, as you mentioned, is is subliminal advertising. And um, I remember the first time I ever heard about this, I was probably in my, in my, uh, my early teens. And I, and I, uh, I bought a book, a used book uh, uh, in the used bookstore titled uh, Subliminal Seduction. It's, it's, a, it's a famous or infamous book. And the cover, it was a paperback, and the cover has, uh, it, it's a close-up of, um, of ice in a, in a bourbon glass. And, uh, and the cover's like, do you see the hidden messages in this? I'm like, oh, hold on here, right? And so I'm like, wow. It's like, so when you read the book, it's like, well, you know, this is a, you know, this, this photograph, this ice in this, in this, in this bourbon glass, you know, was, is used to sell this whiskey. And, you know, and it's, it's causing people, it's like, if you look closely, you can see, it's like, you know, there's like, there's like people having sex and there's like drug use and Satan war. I'm like, really? It's, always a, is- it's always a wang. Wasn't it Joe's camel's nose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, always a wang. So, <laughs> so, and, and, you know, again, going back to psychology, right? In psychology, we know why this happens, right? It's called pareidolia. There's people, people interpret ambiguous stimuli. Uh, I remember, you know, back, back uh, this, I'm dating myself here, but back when, when there was uh, Skinamax, and uh, I remember uh, my, having cable TV, and we get the, uh, we get the, um, uh, the, 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 the fuzzy, again, this is, this is way, going way back, but so there'd be static, and you kind of see the, the softcore porn channels, but not really, and I I'll always per- thought. I'll pretend I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, about, just pretend so you know what I- so what, what, so what happened was I remember this very clearly because I'd be watching some static, right? They'd be going in and out and I'm picturing like hardcore stuff. Right. And the, it would clear up and it was like, you know, two old people walking in a park. I'm like, oh man, this is not what I, <laughs> right, this totally. is not I was what right I, there. Right. Yeah. This is not what I signed up for. Anyway, so basically, uh, so basically, you know, so, so again, the, the idea is that, um, that, um, Actually, the, 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 the concern over subliminal advertising really emerged in the 1940s and 50s when there was concern about uh, all sorts of things, you know, meet evil influences. Uh, we had the Red Scare and things like that. Um, and so uh, there was a, a, a guy that had uh, put out a, 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 done a study, and it, it later turned out he'd hoaxed the whole thing. But the idea mm-hmm. was that he said that, um, that he, he ran a, a, a small theater and he's said that he had flashed, uh, you know, I think it was like drink popcorn, eat Coke or something or vice versa. Um, <laughs> probably vice versa. And, and, and when <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, right. And <laughs> after this, like he, he said that basically uh, Coke sales and, and popcorn sales tripled and so on. And, and people were freaking out because like, oh my God, this is, this is a new technology. Right. And so people were freaking yeah. out and there were actually congressional hearings People, the, it, the government was looking into this. Is this really true? And he later had to admit that, well, he made it up. The, there was no study. It was the, the whole thing was 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 it was basically manufactured because he was promoting himself as the 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 ad the ad guy that can do this. Right. Right. So he creates this hoax and tells everybody, "Oh, I did this study, and you know, if if you hire me, I can I can have I can triple the number of Chevys you sell by using subliminal advertising." And they didn't know any better in the 50s, like, oh, my God. It later turned out that not, there was nothing to it. But meanwhile, that idea got lo- got lodged into the public consciousness. So um, 70 years later. Yeah, 70 years later, exactly. <laughs> so, so, I mean, the, the, I mean the, the fact is that you can, um, you know, as, as Chauncey was saying, you can, you can, um, 
you can you can flash images. Uh, it, it's not difficult to, to show somebody subliminal images. That, that's that's easy to do. That's, that's not hard at all. Um, you should just alter the frame rate and put it in there, and there it is. That's not the same as getting somebody to do something, such as buy a Coke, <laughs> or you know. <laughs> Or 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 buy or do something or advertising or you know or go out and you know get laid or whatever it is. It is so the 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 idea that that there's these hidden messages in otherwise innocuous stimuli uh, such as you know uh, an ad or whatever else that gets that gets lodged in people's consciousness and and because they're like oh yeah you know if, if I have a sudden urge if I'm suddenly hungry is it because you know I saw a subliminal ad well no you haven't eaten since three so right yeah. Or you're like me. I mean, I'm like the, I'm like the Hulk of eating. You know, when he's just all my secret is, I'm always angry. I'm like, I'm always hungry. There is no like yeah. trick there. You know, is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He has been exposed to video drove. My new favorite one that I hear in people is um that the vaccine is sterilizing people, and. The reason why I think it's so funny is because if there was going to be a conspiracy, these people must not know the way economy works, that that the younger generation pays for the older generation. If there really was a conspiracy, the conspiracy would be to kill off all the old and weak with COVID. That would be the conspiracy if there was one. It wouldn't be to sterilize the young so that they don't make more babies to pay the bills. See, you're you already know? putting more thought into this than 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 they do. I mean, you know. Yeah. See, and, Every time I hear it, I'm just like, what are you? That's insane. Sorry, go ahead, Karen. Well, I'm really curious about this. And uh, I feel like on the show, we've run into this a few times, this specific vein of conspiracy theory that involves there being hidden messages mm -hmm. everywhere. You see that mostly like in Illuminati conspiracies. And, sure. you know, we, we ask, like, what is the purpose of the elites like putting like triangles and everything and it's like oh it's just sort of uh they're they're just sort of gloating about how they control all of us right. it's like okay whatever but right. it they're marketing the, national treasure three obviously the thing is like it's easy to say okay that's really dumb but it's like that's also a symptom of a lot of like schizophrenia schizoaffective disorders that kind of thing i was wondering if you had insight into are these conspiracies that like the images are everywhere, hidden images are everywhere. Is that sure. something most people buy into or is that a sort of strain that is designed to victimize the naturally paranoid? Um, well, I, that's not a good question. I mean, there, there are a couple aspects to it. First of all, of course, um, believing conspiracies, as I mentioned, isn't necessarily pathological. I mean, we sure, all yeah. we all probably believe in some form of that. Usually yeah, a lot mild. of them are more like that's just their belief system. Exactly, right? exactly. So, but and 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 you know, one of the keys here is that is that people are are seeing something that everybody can agree on, mm -hmm. um, and the 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 what they're seeing. The, the objective thing they're seeing, everybody can say, yes, that's real, that's happening. It's the interpretation that's, 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 that's being twisted. So for example, um, contrails, chemtrails, uh, mm. uh, right? <laughs> yeah, so people, perfect. everybody, literally everybody who, who's been outside can see the, the, the contrails in the sky left by jet planes. They're all mm. over the place, virtually day go by when you can't see it. Um, and yet, uh, many conspiracy theory, theorists uh, and others believe that those are not contrails, but chemtrails. 
that they are being put, you know, put out there in our skies for who knows what purpose, doing who knows what. Um, and when you ask them, it's like, well, what was it? Well, we don't know because it's secret. <laughs> well, okay. Well, the, right. so <laughs> all right. So 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 you so when you when you pin them down, say, okay, well, let's just say let's just say you're right. Let's just say that that's not actually uh, an ordinary plane contrail. It's actually a chemtrail. Um, what are you claiming happens, right? If you, so, sh show me an experiment, right? Show, show me a control group, right? What what is happening to the populations under one set of areas that that have contrails and other one doesn't? I mean, show me what what is this doing? Well, we don't know. So, so they, they quickly falls apart, right? But so the right. point here is that is that it, it's 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 a difference in interpretation. So, for example. Um, you know, uh, the, the Beyonce at the Super Bowl, she flashed a, yeah, uh, a diamond sign. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly the example that got brought up. And that made me, and that was the example that made me think, oh, you might just not be well. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Like I, that, <laughs> it was generally a worrying thing to hear. Right. Or, or, or so, so again, everybody can see that she did that. We can show, we can show photos of that. But the question uh -huh. is, what, what is that supposed to mean? What was the significance of that? Or uh, again, you, you, it's, it's part of this. I mean, going back to the photograph on uh, subliminal persuasion uh, of the, 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 the glass with the ice in it that you, if you really look closely, you can mm -hmm. see, you know, people having sex in there. Or, um, or for example, another example would be uh, Halloween costumes. Right. So every Halloween, we have Halloween costumes and little little Jenny goes out as a witch and little, little Bobby does this. And every Halloween, there are some people, often fundamentalist Christian parents, who are concerned about this. And the, the, the reason and they're very, they're very explicit about this is that they believe that they say, OK, well, yes, by itself, you know, the fact that someone's dressing up as Iron Man or a witch, whatever else, it's not a problem. But if you really understand what's going on. This is a step towards the occult, right? It's, right. It's, it's all the it's this it's this you know the Ouija board, right? Is it an ordinary fun game you can buy at Target, or is it a portal to hell? Well, it depends on you know on what you want it to be. So there, it's it's all this all this you know these ambiguous symbols that that you know have this 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 latent conspiracy um, to, to it. Or, or for example, the the Denver airport, right? There's all sorts of uh, there's a there's a there's a mural that supposedly lays out all the Illuminati's plans for for right. world domination in a mural, right? So one person goes by and say, "Oh, that's a nice mural." The other person says, "Well, yeah, but if you really look at it, so there's you know there's YouTube videos, you know, going into hours of detail about what this means, what that means. It's it's just going down the rabbit hole." Right. Yeah, but I mean, if it was in Canvas, this it'd be a joke. But I mean, this is in the Denver airport, so it must be important. <laughs> well, yeah, Denver, like, who cares about the Denver airport? That's yeah, it's weird. Really, really, really weird. And I can tell you, if stepping towards the occult was enough, the the occult is a lot more discerning because I've been trying to step towards the occult since I was like four because I've always been interested in this stuff and. They either don't exist or they're just not interested in having me as a friend, you know, so <laughs> like, stepping towards it is just not you're, enough. You you're know? blacklisted, man. They're like, <laughs> yeah. he's too smart for us. He, you know. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since. What? Since I first saw Videodrome. Um, do Einstein's laws endorse ghosts? Now, I saw these articles oh, really kind of come up here recently. Kara obviously read them. I did not actually read any of them. Um, Kara's the literate just, one. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Just, no, the quantum, the whole quantum mysticism stuff. I just, I, but I want to hear what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So actually that was, um, that was one part of, uh, of a, I, about maybe four or five years ago, I wrote a book titled Investigating Ghosts, Scientific Search for Spirits. And it's basically a collection of all, basically all my ghost-related investigations and articles and everything sort of compiled into one with additional stuff and in-depth investigations and case studies and whatever else. And when that book came out, I, I would kick myself because I didn't include, for some reason, I, my, I blanked it or, I don't know, computer demons or whatever else it wasn't there i thought it was there it wasn't there yeah gremlins gremlins and illuminati right and so um for some reason it was so i'm like i have to make sure it's in my next book so basically yeah so you know the when you when you when you talk to ghost hunters and ghost believers not necessarily the ordinary experiencers who just have experiences in their daily lives and they're they're they believe in ghosts and they experience ghosts so they believe but they're not necessarily ghost investigators they're not trying to understand the they're just like hey yeah right. so so if, when you talk to people who who think about uh investigating and, and theories about ghosts oftentimes of course you come up with uh well they quickly come up with with some some contradictions and and some problems they they need to get over one of them is of course that uh that there's no single explanation of what ghosts are uh, I mean, I can I can give you three or four different different uh, claims by published authors uh, on TV and elsewhere who 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 say, you know, I know what ghosts are, and ghosts are X, Y, and Z. Some people believe that they are uh, spirits of the dead. Of course, that's that's a common folkloric theme. Other people believe that they're actually uh, mental processes that are projected into the outside world. Other people, if you subscribe to stone tape theory, uh, it's not that's the, the one that I most recently I saw that the television play from the 60s the stone right. tape and uh, right. I'm just, oh man that's cool that's cool yeah so if you believe in stone, stone tape theory then then it's not that they're necessarily spirits of the dead that can't cross over but instead that the emotions and bad things hurt murder homicide you know bad things uh betrayal uh things that you know would appear in jerry springer uh are the these these things generate emotions that are then absorbed into the yeah, environment like like scratch themselves onto reality like a record. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, so cool. the idea is that, that the emotions and anger and passion and whatever uh, are absorbed into uh, mansions and, and cemeteries and so on. And this is one reason why Gettysburg is supposed to be especially haunted because of course, famous battlefields, lots of people died there. We know that for a fact. Right. And the idea is that all the death is creating these things. Again, not necessarily the spirit boring speech. You know, exactly right. exactly so so anywhere I'm, where i'm going with this is that is that is that e even though there are all these uh often contradictory uh definitions uh of what ghosts are um one of the one of the recurring themes is this notion that that um that they are that there's some sort of energy that's that's left over from when when our bodies uh when our bodies go when we die and that energy um is released into the world as as spirits or ectoplasm, I guess, in the 1890s. And, and oftentimes you will see people quoting Einstein, say, well, Einstein proved this, you know, don't, don't you know physics? <laughs> it's like matter can't be destroyed. It just changes its form. Right. I love don't you know physics because my answer is all <laughs> just like you, no. 
I don't you know <laughs> now that you mention a serious it, degree that I do not have <laughs> exactly and yeah exactly like you no um but in fact I mean so, so the, but and again it, it it makes a certain you know like we we're talking about before the 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 sheeple factory it makes a kind of populist sense like okay well you know yeah i can see people want you know keep people dumb and they're just that and it kind of makes sense that if if you don't really understand what what einstein was saying and it's not complicated but if 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 if, if all you know is that you know matter can't be destroyed it just changes form which is technically true uh then you can say okay well yeah i guess so i mean yeah so you, yeah. you know you die and then what happens to you after you die if I um, jump into and, a furnace, I change form into a bunch of carbon, but that's not going to be animal. That, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. You're right. Right. So it's so not well, a living thing anymore. It's not a living thing, right? And so and again, <laughs> this is this is not it, it's not complicated. This is not this yeah. is not this is high school physics. This isn't, you know, uh, but but again, it's 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 this easy, simplistic, oh, you know, Einstein proved this thing. Uh, and again, I I quote in 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 my chapter, I mean, I quote, you know, prominent ghost hunters, investigators who make this basic mistake. And frankly, it's embarrassing. Um, but, you know, as Gary mentioned, I mean, the, the, the answer, in case you haven't figured it out, because everybody else yeah. here has, is that, yes, it's true that the, the inner, that matter, you know, just changes form. And so when you die, um, the energy in your body, uh, as you said, it, uh, it goes into the environment. The heat in your body escapes. Uh, you're cremated. Or if you die in the wilderness, animals eat you. They gain nutrition from that. That's the energy. There's there's no other special spiritual energy that's measurable by science that we can't account for. It's it's all there. It's, it's, there's nothing missing. But when you die, like seven grams of your brain go to heaven. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, the 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 weight of the soul. I have I have a chapter on that as well. Yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, so this is probably a good segue here. This I have no idea what this is referencing. Can electromagnetic fields create ghosts? Is is that's nothing I've heard before? But is that like the stone tape idea? It's actually pretty close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, I, I think Karen knows. She's like, yeah, I know what this is. She um, knows everything. She reads. She knows everything. everything. That's right. So yeah. So basically, um, yeah. It, in a nutshell, the idea, as I mentioned before. Um, even ghost experts uh, can't agree on what ghosts are, uh, but but one of the theories is that um, that the ghosts are created, uh, they're mental images, they're created by uh, electromagnetic fields. And so this is one reason why on TV you have ghost hunters going around with EMF detectors and beepy blinky things and oh my god, this is it. And um, and so there's there's actually a little bit of research. And once again, it is scientific research, but it's sort of misunderstood. So part of the idea behind EMFs, the idea behind EMFs generating ghosts or ghostly experiences uh, comes from a, a, a psychologist named Michael Persinger, who I think died a few years back. And I think he was a Canadian guy, I think in Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. And he had he created this thing he called the God Helmet. And it was a helmet that you put on your head and it, it actually stimulated different parts of the, of the cortex uh, using electromagnetic fields, which are basically harmless. So you don't you don't want to do it too much. But I mean, it's and and anyway, so 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 he said uh, so people who use this device in a clinical setting and I'll I'll reiterate in a clinical setting uh, reported that uh, they did, in fact, sometimes uh, out of body experiences. They felt weird things, this and that. And so Persinger and many ghost hunters pointed to this 
uh, scientific research as being, oh, this, this might be an explanation for it. There's a couple big holes here. The first big hole is that, um, is that, is that number one, EMFs are all around us. Uh, any electrical device gives off EMFs. Uh, TVs, anything with a motor, electricity going through it, there's some EMFs behind it. So if, if, if all it took to generate a ghost experience was being near something generating EMFs, there'd be ghosts everywhere. It'd be like every, every few seconds you'd be seeing ghosts because we're all bathed more. I mean, unless we're walking in a park or something throughout our ordinary lives. We, well, even we're in the park. I mean, aren't we swimming in one that's protecting us from solar radiation? Yeah. I mean, again, it sort of depends on, on you know, how, how general we're going to go here, but I mean, yeah. th there's, there's no, there's no connection there. The other thing here is that it's important to recognize that, you know, that his device was a helmet you put on your head. Right. This is not the condition under which people are experiencing ghosts. Right. People are experiencing ghosts uh, at night as they're going to bed at the foot of their bed. Um, and so those, even if it, even if that it were true that that inducing EMFs created ghostly experiences, which it turns out it's not, that has nothing to do with ghosts. Um, so that again, it's another example of how there's this sort of bid for scientific. Um, credibility. Uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Sharon Hill, wrote a book called Scientifical Americans. And she, she looks at ghost hunting groups in, in that book. And she sort of looks at the different ways that, that paranormal groups and ghost hunting groups, particularly, they like to talk about how scientific they are. They like to talk about the scientific process and this and that. But when you ask them, like, what is your understanding of the scientific process? They're like, well, you know, it's like, uh, Oh, is that my phone? And it's yeah. like, come on, it's guys. a cloud thing. Scientific <laughs> process. Fairly transparent, <laughs> usually. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously. His brain is already receiving video images. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't tell you what it is. I mean, I, I feel that I have a general understanding of it, but I couldn't recite to you the definition or what the steps are. Sure, and, and there's different ones. I mean, there isn't there isn't the scientific process, just as right. there's what there the dictionary. There would yeah. have to be two scientific processes. Process, There's right. one that you recreate and one where it's it has to be anecdotal, like the Big Bang or a black hole has no choice but to be somewhat sure. anecdotal because we sure. can't recreate the Big Bang. I mean, sure. there's the version we all learn in like high school science, you know, hypothesis, experiment, uh, right. conclusion. But right. it's that's like real life scientists don't, necessarily like <laughs> right right the exactly. worksheet and what's my hypothesis exactly you know, it, yeah it that's that's work no out. you're right i mean that's that's, that's seventh you gotta show stuff. your work <laughs> right but what right. they do do is of course is they you know they do things for example yeah of course you know control conditions right so right. yeah you Testable, look at controlled exactly yeah. you, you look at uh you at, at experiments drug experiments right and so you have we'll we'll just use uh vaccines for example pfizer vaccine i, I got my booster the other day you know what they do is they 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 have this they they have the vaccine and they they randomly uh, assign people to either a placebo or an actual vaccination. They track who's who who's who, and they wait and see uh, who you know. Do the people who got the vaccination uh, have higher or lower levels or the same levels of of infection of COVID or flu or rest? I mean, again, this is not you have a control group. <laughs> you, ideally, there's there's blinding, sometimes double blinding. It's not it's not perfect. I mean, you know, experiments are very difficult to, you know, to do completely 
perfectly. And there's always caveats in this and that. But at the end of the day, uh, most of what we know about the world uh, is 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 you know is premised and and proven out by by scientific uh, results. Yeah. So, seeing how you started off doing some ghost hunting, do you have? a holy grail like do you have one that in your research that that you think might be true or that you want to be true or is there a holy grail that that is the one that that continues to haunt the corner of your mind in in ghost hunting specifically no in, or, or in, anything in conspiracy anything particularly yeah. preferably paranormal though preferably paranormal <laughs> you know i mean It'd be easy for, I mean, we know that the government has done yeah, shady some conspiracies things, like, did happen. But like send black people to, to yeah. Vietnam uh, and stuff like that. So we know sure, some sure. of those are real. But sure, sure. But is there a paranormal one that that's ticking in there? I know you're going to say no. Don't disappoint me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, uh, Maybe like sea monsters or something that that might be out there in oh, the oceans. I that's mean, that's a good okay. one. That okay. that's yeah. that's one I harbor like as sea well. monsters. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, obviously, you know, we haven't searched the entire world, I and mean, we have, we have a pretty good idea what's out there. It's not like we're totally ignorant about it. Um, you know, I guess stuff with ghosts um, and you know crop circles and and other things and like miracles. Um, I hate to say it, I'm probably a little jaded just because. I've I've researched it. I've and I've I've been there and done that, and I've conducted investigations, and it, I'm not finding anything there. And that doesn't mean that the next time there might not be something there. But you know, I can only see so many, you know, photos of orbs, and, and you know, right. and, and I mean, you know, and somebody sends me a. I did, of course, you know, literally last week. Actually, this week. Today is Wednesday. Um, I somebody sent me a, a photograph of a mangy dog. Asking if it's a chupacabra, and you know, at some point, and again, I, you know, I like its name, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's like a dog name. I, you know, call it whatever you want, right? I mean, it's clearly not a chupacabra, and I, I and I, so I try to be polite, like, okay, well, here's why you might think that, you know, here's a quick explanation, and you know, here's more online, you can check out my book, whatever else. So I, I want to be open to answering people's questions and, and things like that, but at some point. Um, you know, I, 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 I've only got so many years on this earth and, and yeah. I, I've been looking into some of these things for literally decades and, you know, it, 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 unless the quality of the evidence gets better, I'm going to have to say, look, you know, um, if you got something spectacular, give me a call. Other than that, I mean, I got other things to do, so, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, when I've, I've. My favorite one that I want them to find something about is um, that book, uh, Forbidden Archaeology, and, you know, that that humans have been human, or at least hominids of some point for hundreds of thousands of years, yet for that first 200,000 years, like, nobody built a city. I want ancient prehistory culture that that we've never seen before, I, you know, not like flying cars. Let me right. do some aqueducts, you know. Yeah, whatever. You know, a hundred thousand year old aqueducts. You That's can go for an aqueduct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, um, I I think the biggest problem with all of this is 
that and i don't think everybody needs to be like me so i try to be patient but they're taking all of the fun out of imagination you know they're chasing so much imagination as though that it's real like it has to be real that sometimes it's just fun to come up with some weird crap and enjoy thinking about it you know and they seem to be taking that away yeah i mean you know i you know when people talk to me about like cryptozoology for example because i've done a lot you know lake monsters and bigfoot and chupacabra move routes you know i say that that i mean i actually kind of feel sad because you know you don't need to you don't need to envision bigfoot or chupacabras or nessie to to see amazing animals we have real life amazing animals we have uh, the the cuttlefish we have chameleons we have bats bats ba bats find their food through sound how cool <laughs> is that this is like it's true you, you don't need to like oh what if bigfoot this or dragons like Look at look at the animals that we know exist and look how how damn cool they are and appreciate that and and dig into the the zoology and you know and just and you squid and and just all sorts of amazing animals out there that that it's like I just it's like I was like do you not I just I don't know. I think that massive doses of videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination. At the same time, if someone has like a really weird experience they can't explain, I totally understand them like wanting answers. It's just, you know, you need to take a skeptical view towards like your own perceptions sometimes. Which yeah, exactly. Not everyone wants to do. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, that's one thing that I found is one of the differences between uh, sort of more skeptic and skeptic investigators is that I, I find, and this may sound a bit self-serving, but I think it's true. Is that is that skeptics tend to have more humility? Uh, we recognize that we we can misunderstand things, we misperceive things, um, and so I mean I, I know that very well. Again, I back, back background in psychology, I've researched eyewitness testimony and misperceptions, and I've, I've written about it extensively. So and, and that includes me. Like this isn't this isn't a third person thing. Like everybody else. Like no, we all do this. We can, we can all make mis misperception, misunderstandings, and so on. Um, and, and again, it's not, it's not bagging on anybody. That's just how our, how our brains work. But mm -hmm. when you talk to, when you talk to experiencers, uh, they say, you know, I know for a fact Bigfoot exists because I saw it. I know for a fact that this, there was a ghost and there was no other explanation. And, and I have to wonder, like, how can you be so sure? I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're lying. But I, 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 gen I mean, you, you're, you're, you're just so confident. You were so sure that you couldn't have made a mistake. There's, you are just the smartest person. You know all the context. You have all the information, and you're certain that your explanation is the right one. And I, I, I kind of, I kind of admire that certainty. I, I wish I had that self-assured, yeah. almost arrogance. Uh, yeah. But I would have to say, I totally get that. That yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense. Well, like, there, there's some. I'm fairly confident that, that I've seen a spruce tree in my life, but the only reason why I think that I have is because somebody else confirmed it for me. You know, it's like. Yeah, how do you how do you jump to this extreme conclusion just based off of I Yeah, what were you saying, Kara? Seeing an orb. Uh well, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've read like some statistics that sort of bear this idea out that like 
people, oftentimes people who are extremely like successful or high achieving or like particularly intelligent can be more likely to like believe in this stuff. And when you like sure. look into it and sort of isolate the variables of like sort of their their personality, how they respond on certain tests, the the key thing there is essentially like the common denominator is excessive self-confidence, right? right? Which is, you know, actually really adaptive for a lot of life. You know, yeah. you you just you don't get crushed by circumstances. You just keep trucking along. You keep trying, but it also makes you believe in weird stuff because and that, and that's but you might and that's be wrong. especially no you you're, you're, you make a good point and that's especially true because as i mentioned um and as you all know most people who report these things are sincere mm -hmm. they, they 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 saw they they believe they saw a ghost they believe that they're psychic they believe x y and z and and they, again they're not there are liars and hoaxers and, and con men but but yeah. for the most part i would say 80 90 percent of the people that i've met and talked to they they're they're not lying they're not hoaxing they they really think that and so so they they have that confidence they're like yeah i know what i saw and this and that and it it, it becomes infectious like well they i wasn't there they're they're yeah. sure about it and this can be very convincing to people um and and again i i don't want to be in the position of telling people what they saw because i wasn't there I, I i don't know all i can go is by is by the the evidence that they offer and uh, and and circumstantial evidence. Maybe somebody saw something else. Maybe there's a photograph or whatever else, and and there's corroborating evidence. Uh, but other than that, it's just a personal experience. And you know, if someone tells me they had a personal experience, my answer is great. I you know I, I you might be right. I don't know, but we we can't prove that these things exist based on your anecdotes. We just can't. Yeah. Uh, let's. Let's talk about your book for a minute here. We're coming up on the end. Uh, Big If True Adventures in Oddity. Uh, it it won an award for the cover. Is that? Uh, I actually won two awards. I was I was uh, well. It was two finalist awards. Um, yeah. So I've um, yeah. It won, it won uh, general nonfiction and uh, cover design, which I'm especially pleased with because I I design the covers. So yeah. Kind of cool. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should be. Uh, where's the best place for somebody to get their hands on that? So, you know, I always try to encourage people to uh, to go to the local in independent bookstore. Uh, I know that, you know, that's not always possible and viable, especially during COVID. Uh, but you can find Big If True. It's available on Amazon. It's, uh, I think, an ebook, uh, paperback. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the paperback, uh, but I, I, I like to write notes in the margins, even in my own books, like typo or you know things like that um but yeah that's that's where they can find yeah and then uh and then the website and magazine um yes uh so people can find me at uh, benjaminradford.com which is easy to remember because it's my name plus the dot com of course uh i have a podcast called squaring the strange uh comes out every two weeks uh, we're now in our fifth year i'm pleased to say uh we've got skeptical inquiry magazine uh of which i am not only a columnist, but the uh, deputy editor for going on forever. Um, I'm on social media. I haven't figured out Instagram, but you can find me on Twitter and Facebook if you really work at it. Instagram's basically just Twitter with a different audience. Different audience. Well, TikTok. Right. It's Twitter with pictures. Come on. <laughs> right, right. TikTok. Though. That's that's what I like. It's like trying to get on TikTok. You know. TikTok. Are you 16? Yeah, yeah, totally. The cops would show up at my door and be like, what exactly are you doing? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Ben. Well, uh, this is a lot of fun. I can tell that we could just hit topic after topic. Um, and frankly, I would like to do that again. So hopefully you had some Get me back on. Let's do this. This is great talking to you too. All right. Yeah. And then I'd also like to remind our audience that we had been on before for a show called uh, Bad Clowns. And that was a lot of fun too. Uh, so great having you on. Thanks for having me on. This is fun talking to you guys. I, you know, I get interviewed by a lot of people and uh, it's, it's nice to have knowledgeable questions, uh, which, uh, which is kind of refreshing. So thank you both. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, if you need a reminder, check them out at benradford.com. And I'm sure you can find links to everything that you need there. And uh, you've been listening to Radio Wasteland. All right. Did I get your website wrong? No, it's Benjamin Red. It, I don't, don't worry about it. They'll figure it out. I'm, there's only one of me. Actually, there's a, there's a winemaker in Australia uh, who probably is wondering why he's getting all this weird random shit from this Ben Radford guy. <laughs> well, I will fix it. Don't worry. I, I do some editing after the fact. Ooh, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. When when you were saying government conspiracies and we could do a whole show about that, I was thinking that's the show we probably need to do. So, sure. so uh, maybe we'll we'll put that in a, on the back burner and try to set something up. We'll cycle back awesome. All right. Thanks. All right, take care, guys. All right. Bye. I'm sure you'll agree that the new Westinghouse laundromat with the revolving agitator will wash and rinse your clothes much better than old-fashioned center post agitator washers. And for the best in laundry equipment or any appliance, remember, you can be sure if it's Westinghouse.